Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Hey, folks. Welcome to Ripe for Plunder. I am Danny. I am Marcus. And we're here to talk about some big stuff. But before we talk about some big stuff, I got to open the floor to Marcus. Marcus, I got a question for you. Okay, shoot. Maybe I'll have an answer for you. Yeah. What have you... What have you done for parrots lately? Oh fuck. <laughs> I I have not thought about them a lot to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I would venture most of us don't probably. Yeah, I'm usually kind of like freaked out by them. They kind of scare me. I feel like if they decided to attack, they're pretty big and their beaks are pretty also pretty big and sharp. And I always picture them as being a friend of pirates or in the case of Aladdin, uh being a, a friend of Jafar. So I've 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 been I've I've had a little bit of an anti-parrot streak in my head. I haven't done anything. I haven't attacked them or anything. But you haven't but acted we, on it yet, right? No, I've just <laughs> been like, always been like, man, they're kind of scary and kind of annoying. But why? Why do you ask, Danny? Well, uh, first of all, I agree with you. And, and I do want to add that parrots can make some pretty terrible noises too. And they can also imitate you if if they need to. And that's, I think, a pretty dangerous thing. I know we talk about national security a lot on this show, but... We don't really talk about parrots and national security like we should. Who knows Who knows who's getting into the Oval Office with that voice? The parrot imitates Mitch McConnell. It's chaos. You just don't know what's happening. So imagine for a second that we, that you're a less callous person than we are that you consider the parrot and that you maybe consider some parrots who are, um, you know, on the brink of extinction because we're, we're pretty famous about taking things to the brink of extinction. So imagine you're Gonzalo Cardona and for, I think it's 23 years, you are basically single-handedly responsible for bringing the, um, the yellow-eared parrot back from the brink of extinction. Okay. Are you picturing that? I am picturing that. I'm thinking, oh, man, I love these parrots so much. They got yellow ears. Big whoop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're there yet. So, so, yeah. Gonzalo, so sorry, Gonzalo, I, Gonzalo has a complicated relationship with these birds, it sounds like. Sorry. Yeah, I was still being in myself. I need to be more in the character of Gonzalo. Oh, yeah, these birds are important. They have a very important part of the ecosystem. You know, they're they're vibrant. I live in a country where we have a lot of birds. I just saw Rio. Uh, yes, I love these birds. I want to save them all, and I want there to be more of them. That's it. That's exactly what he's thinking. And this is this seems like a pretty harmless thing to me. You're like, hey, there's this bird. There's like 100 of them. I want to bring them back from the brink of extinction so that there's like 2,300 of them in the wild and they start, you know, fucking and propagating like birds proper do. Th- that to me shouldn't raise any ire, but apparently it did because Gonzalo Cardona was just murdered 
specifically for this reason. This wasn't a coincidence. And can you can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. I why did you it. Why did you kill him? Oh, oh shit! I'm being a different guy now. All right. I, I thought I was going to still be Gonzalo. I would think if I was the murder of Gonzalo, I I just saw the movie Aladdin, or I hate pirates. I hate parrots, and I'm like, why does this guy fucking love parrots so much? He must be a pirate, and then I shoot them all up. No, but seriously, I probably would think <laughs> that anybody who's trying to save a certain species, they got to be like all about worried about climate change and stuff and not liking my big business. I'm a big mm. agro farmer, right? And I don't give a fuck about giving sanctuary to no annoying birds. So this guy's like fucking causing a lot of trouble because he's so worried about his birds. Or maybe I'm a drug dealer who wants a bunch of yellow. E- I'm also a fan of the yellow-eared parrot, but I just want them in cages and I want them in my cool drug palace and I want everybody to be impressed with me. And then this guy's trying to protect them and I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm going to get my goons to shoot you up. Those are a couple ideas that I have. Oh, I think you're Well, I hadn't considered the Ace Ventura villain angle. (laughs) That one's pretty fucking rad (laughs) that you just need that albino bat in the fucking cage in your crib all the time. Definitely. But no, you're right. I think you've got something there with the environmentalists because let's say you're you're devoted to saving these parrots or any species, anything, anything that's indigenous to a land. And you're like, look, this thing needs, you know, a thousand acres to survive for every 50 of them or something like that. It needs or, this- or, or like really tall trees, stuff like that. that exactly. They want to forest or something like that. Exactly. You need really tall trees or mature kind of tree that it feeds on or something like that. And you're saying, look, all this stuff, I know you I know you guys were really hyped to cut this down for timber or there's some sweet resource here that would be great for iPhones maybe, but this bird really needs it more than we do. I could imagine now that would raise the ire of some not savory types. You know, let me get back into the character of one of these uh, unsavory types. He's like, uh, conservation? That stuff's for the birds. And then, pra, 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 he kills the guy. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's probably how it went to. Okay. Oh, but what, seriously, what, this guy what, died and he's a hero. <laughs> yeah, he did die. And it's it's super fucked up because can you imagine? And this is like what was interesting because Marcus was doing a little digging as Marcus does. He's like a puppy. He's always out in the yard digging for fun articles and stuff. Oh, yeah. He found these great articles. And um, basically, it comes down to um, Latin America in general is the most dangerous place in the world, at least as of 2019, for conservationist activists in general. Um, I think I think one of the articles you sent, and we'll include links in the episode description to these articles, but I think one of the episodes you linked said that half of all environmental assassinations or murders were Latin America, and the rest was just the world. And I'm like, that's a pretty fucking big concentration. Um, and that's 2019, and I don't think they counted all the deaths of 2020. I'm sure they still got – there's some missing persons because, uh, yeah, our boy Cardona was missing since January 8th. Yeah. And they didn't find him until recently. So they haven't counted all 2020, but, yes, definitely 2019, Colombia had the most climate defender deaths and yeah, it's all over the world, but Latin America is definitely the biggest. I think the Philippines and Indonesia are pretty big too, but Latin America is the most because I don't know, these guys are so connected. I think it's got a lot to do with the like narco trafficking where like just super rich guys, it's so easy to hire like a gang of like cartel thugs to just shoot 
a fucking uh, a climate activist. Like this guy's a pain in the neck. Here's you know whatever fifteen hundred dollars American, and then boom, these guys just do it and they 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 shoot these fucking heroes, man. Yeah, because Cardona's death wasn't even attributed to any specific group, right? It's not like they're like this whatever Liberation Front or fucking uh, you know Al Qaeda or ISIS or anything. It's just some random group as of now. So you could really run wild with this. Like, who who's doing this? Well, yeah, and the the, the local authorities have been so skeptical to even talk about it. The the guys who released this information were part of the group that he worked for, uh, Pro Aves, which is like a non-governmental sort of uh, activist agency where they're, you know, they're all over the Andean country, so Colombia, Ecuador. But um, but yeah, so ever, they've been all very mum. So like we haven't even gotten close to the bottom of this. There have been no leads of this. There's just been like this guy's been murdered and pretty much his people, like the people who are environmental activists, in, in Colombia are the ones talking about this and who are the ones coming with this information to, to the newspapers or the media in, in Latin America. And I, I think you'd be very surprised to believe that there's been very li- little media coverage in the mainstream, lamestream media. There you I, go. Forbes, there, I fucking said it, man. And yeah, Forbes is the only like American media article that I, I found on it. And yeah, no New York Times, Washington Post, obviously not CNN or any of the TV stuff, but, like, I think it's sort of a big deal, you know, just, like, a fucking good guy. Like, there's no reason why this guy would be killed yeah. other than because of his, what he's doing for the, for, for the yellow-eared goddamn parrot and conserving, uh, like, conservatory issues, you know, like, trying to, to, to save uh, an ecosystem or like biodiversity. You're not talking about that because I'm sure there's a bunch of people who sponsor these guys are like, yeah, one dead fucking hippie. Big deal. No, no, (laughs) yeah, that was for sure them. Then they all fart. Yeah, they they eat (laughs) fetuses. Yeah, this is, now we're back to QAnon. These are the real (laughs) villains here. (laughs) These, and that's, that's real. This isn't a joke anymore. But, uh, so when you sent me these articles, it, it made me think about exactly why because you're right forbes is the only one covering this at least in you know the north american or like you know specifically the united states and it got me thinking about how we treat um kind of the idea of the rainforest we treat it as like some big like some big vast wilderness which it which it kind of is it's a big vast wilderness but it's also home to like a lot of indigenous people and it's home to obviously a lot of biodiversity, but the way it's presented to the American public is sort of as this big playground with spiders and snakes and birds and stuff like that. And companies want to move in there and they want to fell timber or they want to do something like that. And it's really just a matter of, of us saying, no, Hey company, you can't do that. I don't, I'd rather you not go in there and do that. And, and, and the company being like, shit, I hadn't thought of that. Maybe I won't do that. Like it's they they present it as like a very fair play kind of thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, well, if you just if you sign this petition or if you do this thing, they won't go in there. But it's like, the yeah, people- like you could find the proper channels and people will will stop being monsters. Yeah, just- exactly. Yeah, like if you could show, if you could just get Jeff Bezos in a room for twenty minutes and be like, <laughs> Jeff, look at what you're doing to this particular ecosystem, this this biome right here. Then he'd be like, "Man, you're right. You have a good fucking point." But no, really- he'd be literally eating a grilled yellow-eared parrot or a blue-crowned <laughs> parakeet. He'd be like, "No, I don't." Give a fuck. <laughs> he'd probably have Cardona's body on the table, and he'd try to serve you the ribs or something. No disrespect like- to Cardona. 
No, no, of course not. He'd be like, "Did you ever see uh, Mr. Turner by Timoth- uh by Mike Lee? But it has Timothy Spall in it." Of course, and I did. D- that part where he's eating that—it's a good movie. It's a great movie. I'd it's say. yeah, it's Mike Lee and Timothy yeah, Spall. Totally, but uh, but there's a part where he's like eating this hu- giant hunk of like they're just showing Mr. Turner as a glutton, and then he's just eating the like this like I don't know rib roast, and he's like, "Toss me another morsel, would you?" And, like, <laughs> it's like a big hunk of meat. That's Jeff Bezos yeah. uh, eating some sort of endangered uh, tropical bird. <laughs> right, exactly the the final dodo or something like yeah. that. Yeah, pass me another morsel, and then meanwhile he's being rubbed with like lube. And uh, being f- injected with like a child's blood, adrenochrome, as we discussed, which is a real thing. Which is a real thing. And Jeff Bezos has all of it. Everybody should go raid the Amazon headquarters. Definitely. You know, he's eating cheese pizza, if you get what I mean. <laughs> That's true. He's cooking it in the oven. He's, oh man, I guess now we're we're the bakers. And the, oh fuck, I can't keep up with all the mythology. It's so stupid. Anyway, the point. <laughs> we're baking all these breadcrumbs, brother. <laughs> we're baking them all because you don't bake breadcrumbs like we talked about. But the whole dealio is if you're an, if you're actively against development or deforestation or, or any kind of um, uh, industrialization, like within the rainforest specifically, like for example, like Guardians of the Forest, uh, like if you're a prominent member, you'll probably just be murdered. And, and that's kind of going to be the end of it. There's no discussion. There's no um, labor strike, kind of like you talked about with the Puerto Rican Revolution. Um, there can be, but in this case, it's just it's not reported on in a way that makes it uh, a feasible thing. Well, the difference between like it being a labor issue where like if everybody goes on strike, it's like, well, what are we going to do? We can't extract this or whatever. But if it's just somebody stopping it, if it's somebody in the way of it, you could just get one or two heads, activists, uh, leaders, and then you scare everybody else falls into line. And that's another thing. uh, Another element of this um, is that what with COVID, uh, a lot of, especially specifically in Colombia, there's been a lot of deaths of climate defenders and activists because there's nowhere for them to run to. Everything's shut down. They're at their homes. They're 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 only they could only go to a couple places. They can't flee to another country so easily, and they have just been ramping up. So I think if we did do all the calculations of 2020, it would still be Colombia, definitely South America, maybe Brazil. But they're just straight up like murdering these guys like the the paramilitaries or the police they're just shooting and killing a lot of indigenous and that's another thing that you brushed upon a little bit a lot of these climate defenders are indigenous and they're the ones that are like no this is where we get our water this is where we get our food they are affected the most by it and so they're fighting back with the most passion about it they are immediately affected by this so that's why there's a lot of indigenous activists in south america that are fighting that are on the front lines that are part of the vanguard and they're getting killed yeah. like super easily by these, these troops, these shock troops of Dash Kapitor. I, I guess to, to tie it back into like, just imagine a bunch of people coming into your apartment suddenly and being like, we need all your copper wiring or your piping or something like that. Or we need all your popcorn right now. Like we're taking, <laughs> we're taking everything you've gotten here, everything of value. And you're going to have to live here and you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. Or you can just like fuck off somewhere else. And, well, I'd um, say, like, you're coming after my Act 2 microwavable popcorn. Get the fuck out of here, dude. One of us is dying. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Not the Orville Redenbacher. Please, anything but. <laughs> and that, like, and that's what's super fucked up is that 
I don't know what you see. You see, like, you know, Trump people uh, raiding the Capitol or something like that. Like an election is their personal freedom at stake. And of course, their personal freedom is not really at stake, but they're unable to empathize with a group of people who has freedoms or or life like habitat that's actually at stake. Like they're not able to say, well, this is a like there's there's, you know, indigenous populations being displaced or massacred. They do, I don't understand where the disconnect is. The tree of liberty needs to be watered with blood yeah. over some bullshit. But when you're talking about someone actually fighting an army of like armed police with giant rifles, they're just like, these guys need to just go back home. Yeah, exactly. Then it becomes like a, a fucking Sarah McLaughlin commercial. And it's like, well, that's just third world country shit. And if you save, you know, you send a 25 cents a day or whatever, and it just becomes a very, that's not my problem. And those people probably did something to deserve it. Or just go to a different country. I love that old classic sandbox. You don't like it, get the hell out of here. But just not my country where I live. And yeah, it's super easy to just uproot your life and go to a different country whenever you're like, this sucks over here, right? Or else there would be a mass exodus of Trump supporters. I don't know where they'd go. Maybe Australia. But um, they wish. Yeah. I think Australia wants nothing. I mean, Australia is pretty, you know, su- pretty super racist, too. I mean, they've fucked up their aboriginal population, but they're uh, they're I don't know. Is there any good place to go? I don't know. I was just I heard that QAnon has has transferred to certain parts of Australia. But yeah, I'm sure not everybody over there, just like America. But of course, yeah, I don't I don't think any country is willing to take Americans in general. But if you're like you're leaving because Trump wasn't reelected, they're going to be like, for sure, you can't come over. here. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> any other reason? It's like that episode of Seinfeld. And the lady's like, well, why do you want to return it? And he's like, for spite. And she's like, I can't, I can't return. And he's like, well, what's the difference? She's like, well, if you hadn't said for spite and it's like, you know, these guys, if you hadn't said that it's for Trump, you could maybe come to Belgium or something like that. But as it is, we're already, you know, trying to not be as shitty as we used to be. What with all the colonizing and stuff. I'm hoping like what would happen if like a country, this is, this is definitely a sidebar, (laughs) but I was just thinking like, what if a country would be like America's so fucked we're giving them the free political refuge to our country and we'll pay them money to move to our uh, to our country is that like a kind of warfare to just like take all of the disenfranchised people living in America and just like bribe them into leaving cuz i mean i could be bribed Dude, into leaving I mean- the country but not because of obviously because trump lost but more right. because of you know healthcare uh reasons yeah and for stuff sure. like that so yeah. i wonder if that would be considered an act of warfare if like germany was like okay sorry for all the nazi thing we did but now we see it's happening over there so you could come over here and we will not exterminate you well they, they did it with syrian refugees and it's it worked oh. pretty good so but to me that would be the ultimate if i was a country that would be the ultimate flex if you just get up at a un meeting and you're just like who hey let's say let's just go back to belgium for example they're like hey united states i know you guys fucking suck over there like for example <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen in la today like they're they're the hospitals are so overcrowded and there are so many bodies as a result of covid like dead bodies that the the commissioner has lifted air quality restrictions so that cremations can continue to happen at the rate it needs to to so that bodies don't physically pile up so we're not doing so great over here but i can imagine 
somebody standing up and just being like, you guys are so fucking up so bad. If you come to Belgium, we'll give you $1,500, no questions asked, but you have to fucking, you know, stomp on an American flag. I would, <laughs> I would for sure do that. Hilarious. Well, and I was also thinking about Australia's uh, twins, uh, twin country, or I mean, I like them better because uh, they did Lord of the Rings and Taika Waititi. But New Zealand is doing like the best set of everybody out oh, of COVID. Sure. They're like super legit. If like New Zealand was like, all right, everybody come over here. It's all right. You don't have to deal with all this evil Trump stuff. You could come over. We'll give you 2000 a month and you just have to be American. We'll have a little amusement park where you're just like a Yankee doodle dandy. And then we could all go over there. It'd be legend. That'd be fucking great. And don't they have, they have a female prime minister, right? Yeah, dude. Okay. She's super cool, man. She's, she's, she's together. She's fucking with it. And that's pretty sweet. So how do we start petitioning her to let, maybe, maybe we start small. Maybe we get let in first. We being you and me, and then I can work on getting my (laughs) wife over there. (laughs) Yeah. Like it should start with us. Like the guys whose idea it is. Exactly. And we, we go, we come as, 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 you know, cultural attaches, as they say in the birdcage, you know, like it, it would be great. I think it'd be incredible. I think we could do a really good job for this country. For sure. You'll definitely be the uh, Robin Williams character and I'll be the more <laughs> vibrant, out of control Nathan Lane. But while I was thinking about political refugees, I think America would still be last on that list unless it was strictly like China might do it or Russia or someplace that really is like, man, fuck america because any like legitimate like nation state that is just gonna do it out of the kindness of our their heart they're gonna pick fucking Colombia or one of these places where they're just straight up murdering people who are uh, we're not that bad i mean there's no. definitely some of that that's happened with like blm leaders being shot gunned down and dying under mysterious circumstances but nothing on this level that's happening in colombia where like fish in a barrel they're just like going to these people's homes in front of broad daylight shooting down activists for defending goddamn parrots like what the fuck man a guy's protecting parrots (laughs) yeah that's fucked that's like imagine somebody just having a dog ranch or something like that or a kennel just out of the goodness of his heart and somebody comes and shoots him and then shoots all the dogs by proxy, basically. It's a good point because we're basically the ones destabilizing all these other countries. So I think the rest of the world would just be like, this is pretty funny. You guys did this to yourself. But it's not us, man. It's a fucking lame-ass government and like oh, a, for sure. a bunch of rich businesses. And yeah, a lot of this, I mean, they brought up, again, this is speculation. We don't know exactly who killed and why, but we feel like it has something to do with his work in conservation, Cardona's. But like they bring up in, I think it was the uh, the Forbes article that what these guys, what these parrots eat or live on are bud seeds and fruits from palms. These parrots are heavily dependent on the fruits of wax palms. And they go into like wax palms and how like of a big deal they are. And a lot of them have been reduced, these wax palms, to be fed to cattle and pigs and are being destroyed by grazing cattle. So I don't know, man, put a little something together. There's a mass destruction or maybe destruction is an extraction of wax palm Mm -hmm. feed cattle and pigs. And like, it's for grazing. And a lot of this, all us meat eaters have to realize that a lot of this stuff is for like cattle ranching for pigs, for cows in South America, so that they could have all this land and feed all, they get all these 
cows and pigs all nice and chunky. And what what, what loses out of that? What are we not eating? Parrots because they're not tasty. And could you imagine defeathering a parrot? It would take forever. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started. So stringy too. I hate totally. it. Totally. And all these guys are probably thinking like, man, fuck, I don't give up like all these uh the big farm businesses and the the thugs that they recruit to shoot and kill a guy like Cardona is like, dude, this fucking doofus is trying to save parrots. Who likes parrots even? Fuck this. We need to clear all this land so we can feed the animals that matter, cows and pigs. All right. So, yeah, go fuck off, Cardona. And then they fucking machine gun him and, and fucking drown his parrot or something really diabolical. That's so mean. In my imagination, they're monsters, but they're definitely monsters. Well, but they're also life. monsters <laughs> for real, too. Well, it's so interesting you bring that up because, you know, it's e- really easy to say from one perspective, you know, one species doesn't really, th- I mean, look, I'm back in character now. One species going extinct doesn't really matter. Many species have gone extinct, you know, blah, blah, blah. Why should we care about that? But I was reading about a specific hawk the other day that is like, it's an apex predator, and it feeds on like spider monkeys and sloths and stuff like that. And it, the fact that it, it helps to control this spider monkey population means that these monkeys will typically feed on, you know, a certain type of fruit or a certain type of bug. And if the hawk isn't there to kill the monkey, then the monkey population, you know, goes wild, like, you know, primates are so apt to do. And suddenly, you know, these seeds aren't, aren't being spread properly. And then everything. Go- so it's it's the delicate balance that we were always told about, you know, or, or uh, that was always discussed in like third or fourth grade. And it's like, oh, see how fragile the ecosystem is. And it is. And it's super fragile. And I don't know why people don't care more, because ultimately nobody wins from this in the long term. And it, it hasn't quite caught up with us. You know, no matter how many scientists say, you know, by 2050 emissions are going to be at this level. We are so bad at imagining like a terrible reality. We have to be in the terrible reality before we're like, holy shit, this this is an awful thing. And that's the world collectively. I mean, you have some luminaries out there who are like, we can't let this happen. But by and large, as a population, we're really good at ignoring that. I consider us uh, the luminaries. Well, One of the best. Who, it's who I was talking about. A lot of people might have, <laughs> might have thought I was talking about, you know, Greta von Thunberg or something like that. Oh, was- oh no, no. First of all, I'm glad that you brought up. I've read uh, a lot of articles that talking about there. there's a mass extinction or like of insects that we don't think about. A lot of little bugs and are dying off because of what we've been doing to the climate. Yeah. And yeah, you might not think a parrot or a bug or whatever. You're like, big fucking whoop. Like, I hate bugs. They, they bite me. Uh, but it's all part of the interwoven the quilt of, of fucking Existence, life. Existence, dude, our, yeah. Our planet. So yeah, one thing falls and it's a domino effect and everything's fucked. So yeah, and that's what the guys like Cardona and all these Beth Carasis, I think, uh, no, Berta Casades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember it, but like yeah. after we did a coup in Honduras, that that which was an Obama coup, so we can't blame everything on old fucking uh, Donnie T. But like right after that happened, the Honduras president, who's like super connected to like cartels, killed this great climate activist, and she was a social justice, a true social justice warrior, not like what like used as an insult, not which a, is cra- right. it's crazy. Crazy that that's used as an insult. Like why? What's I, that's a dude, good? Can thing. you imagine? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? That's the worst thing you can say about somebody is yeah. that they care about other things. <laughs> yeah, that they're a warrior for their social. Yeah, justice. that they that they care about they, you. What the fuck? Yeah, but yeah, like starting with, and I think a lot of the articles I read is like since like the Paris 
agreement. That's when there's there was a spike in the murders of 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 of, of climate defenders and stuff like that. But anywho, yeah, it's all interwoven into think like that these aren't connected or like one parrot or one bird or one and spider monkeys. I can't imagine them going out of control if they're not killed by these hawks because spider monkeys are notoriously horny. Like they're constantly jerking off yep. and fucking. Just, just like and, in Beavis and Butthead, you know? Totally. So yeah, the, those guys definitely, they need to be thinned out a bit. But Greta Thunberg, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because it's one of those things that I thought of, but I didn't make a note so I could have easily forgotten. How would, what would you, what would happen if Greta Thunberg was a murdered, like a gun down somewhere, what would the uproar be? You mean if that happened? Yeah, you mean a a, a young, um, Caucasian, mm-hmm. Punky. Uh, like yeah, a young white was gunned down. I think there would be some amount of uproar. I think <laughs> actually, actually, here's the thing. This is a great example. I'm I'm so happy you said that. There's a place. Uh, in Burbank. You just love imagining Greta Thunberg being. <laughs> I guess I'm more right wing than I thought. Oh boy, no. So there's there's a place in in Burbank here where I live, and it's called. Well, I forget what it's called. It doesn't matter. Basically, it's like a little knickknack trinket shop, and there's like local artists and stuff in there, and it is like the citadel of liberalism. It's got Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Joe Biden socks out the fucking wazoo. It, you can go you can go liberal crazy in there and i think what would really happen is uh if greta von thunberg was killed she would immediately be put on socks or a calendar and sold in this place and she would be her message would just like actually this is pertinent just like martin luther king um his message ha- was instantly diluted you know he stopped being a socialist he stopped being anti-capitalist he stopped being a radical and he just became like this figure from antiquity you know for the for the united states i think the same thing would happen all the all the radical climate stuff would be dropped and she would just be this liberal icon that you could put on a tote bag definitely they would just absorb her image and put her on a postal stamp and yeah and she's not even i mean she's not as radical as king was for sure she was definitely not not, yeah and i don't mean to equate the two yeah no 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 but i get what you're saying because yeah it would be something like if she did start being like i'm anti-imperialist and uh the american government then she she might be killed in that case like it it would be it would be way more realistic because she's talking about when you talk about climate change you whether you want to acknowledge it or not you have to talk about it in terms of capitalism or imperialism and maybe she hasn't been as explicit about that but eventually she she kind of has to be if she's keeping it real that's for sure but for sure uh, but that is also when keeping it real goes wrong as davy Chappelle has showed that's when scared. you get mo- <laughs> yeah, classic <laughs> but yeah that that's what i would say like that and that's why like i think greta thunberg is she's pretty cool but like she's not like what i think about greta thunberg is when people are like oh edward snowden could have gone through the proper channels or chelsea manning oh proper channels i think right now she's going through the proper channels and she's doing it fairly effectively but she's still safe as far as the people who yeah. run things are concerned. she's not shaking shaking the tree too much so no you're what, right but if she did like yeah she might just be absorbed but i think it would definitely be a lot more in the news the line fake news liberal lamestream media oh that was a combo uh, that was a yeah totally i'm getting crazy. hot under but, the collar here that's like a <laughs> 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 fucking yeah, sean hannity is sweating 
they would be covering it a bunch. It wouldn't be like this guy or anything international, really, that's not white international. But like, think of how much is covered in Latin America. Like, no one's talking about these activists getting killed or like the, just them, even in our own country, like with the, with the, what's it called, with the Keystone Pipeline, all these, yeah. all these organizations, all these media organizations are sponsored by oil companies, car companies, Lockheed Martin. I remember the first Bernie run, like they were doing a meet the press where this segment is sponsored by Lockheed Martin. And it's like, oh, geez, I wonder why. Now I know why maybe they're not covering like the shit going on yeah. in Yemen and could stuff there, like that. Could there be a bias here? It's not because it's fucking boring or it's be like, oh, it's too depressing. It's they have a stake in not covering this thing. So, for instance, our boy Cardona. You know, obviously everybody loves parrots. I mean, not everybody loves parrots, but you know, I'm, no one's. I'm coming no around on them. They're kind of important, and they're beautiful. Like the colors. I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah. I, I have new respect for parrots, but the reason why they're not covering this stuff is because of big agro business, like meat, meat, and and all the stuff that they're the, the reason why they killed them is for so that they could build ranches or so they could extract palm so the idea of covering this stuff once you start covering it it's not just a humble young peasant not young but uh, a humble peasant you know defending the birds the 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 parrot king if you will a lovely man who is very innocent you know just doing like a human story like a like is that what they call them where it's like like a a human interest piece a human interest piece on this guy because if you would cover it, just a little bit of digging, you'd realize the the people who did this are big aggro, and they hired fucking thugs to kill this guy because he was trying to protect not only the habitat of these parrots, but their food sources, which was going to be taken away and given to feed cattle and pigs. That is could be used to feed a fucking majestic parrot. These motherfuckers, and that's the issues. Like they just, it's just. The extractionist policy. Yeah. Well, and it's not even just the parrot, too. It's It starts with the parrot, but it's like, it's everything. If you if you let the parrot die, yeah, it's, it's really the principle behind it. It's more the kind of the thoughtlessness with which mm-hmm. things are extracted or, or materials are kind of, um, you know, mined. It's, it's uh-huh. the idea that losing something that's essential or that we deem inessential is not a big deal. It's like, if this parrot goes extinct, who gives a fuck? Or if these 10 other things go, or if the palm itself goes extinct or something like that, then we'll just, you know, we'll supplement it with something else, whether that's in a lab or out in nature. And it's kind of that thoughtlessness is the thing that we have to try and just eradicate. It's not even a pull back on thing at this point. It's a, this has to go away sort of thing. Well, you saying that reminded me of like, yeah, back in elementary school, what they called it is the food web, the food web of an ecosystem. So you might think like, oh, a fucking parrot, who gives a shit? They're annoying. They're like, they just repeat everything. They just parrot everybody. I hate it. You know, it's not so bad. Think of an original thought, you parrot. Why are you always just copying what I'm saying? But anyway, but the idea of the food web, and yes, these guys don't care about or these big businesses or these mercenaries in whatever fucking industry that are just shooting people, kicking people out of their land, is the delicate food web. So yeah, you get rid of a parrot, you cut a part of the web, and it all starts falling apart. And guess what? We're fucking part of that web, bro. Think of because of that little thing, it hangs off the branch now. It doesn't. It's not a nice taut web. It's flinging around and getting pushed... 
God damn it. I was uh, trying no, to think of do it. Like, you can't you don't get to edit this part out. <laughs> I know, I definitely will. Oh, oh wait, wait a A mighty wind. There you go. <laughs> a mighty wind can make that web fling if it's not on that branch. Oh man, this all this all this is what we need to remember. <laughs> that poor, poorly thought out uh metaphor is yeah, it's the food web. All right. You fuck with the food web, it all comes tumbling down. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> and that's true. I remember the food web now. But um, it, what's so weird is that when we're taught about, because I was taught about the food web in the exact same way. Um, and when you're taught about it, you're not taught about anything radical. And this sort of goes back to what we were talking about before. You can't talk about this stuff without talking about capitalism or imperialism, because we know what, you know, one of the fundamental tenets of capitalism is that there's no ethical consumption under it. Somebody is always going to have to suffer. Somebody is always going to be exploited uh, in order for something to be produced. So how do we address that? You know what I mean? Like, for example, me, the thing I grapple with all the time is I really like meat. It tastes good. I like to tell myself, and there was a time, I think, even just a few years back where you could say, okay, well, I got this meat from a local farm. You know, this this awesome cow had a super sweet life and died so that I could have this badass cut of New York strip or whatever. And I did it ethically and it's all good. But there was a really recent study talking about how even, you know, grass-fed beef or stuff that isn't factory farmed doesn't doesn't cut greenhouse emissions enough. And that we basically going meatless or drastically reducing meat is the only way to do things and i think there's just a lot of difficult truths like that that we have to maybe embrace at this point but isn't doesn't aren't we part of the food web and we have to eat the cows (laughs) otherwise no you're right because otherwise the cows go crazy they fuck too much (laughs) and then who knows the cows out evolve us it's so funny the way people think about evolution you know how people who are like people who believe in creationism or intelligent design or something like that. They're just like, so you're telling me that three generations ago, I was a monkey or something like that. And I'm like, man, how stupid are you? Like what? <laughs> like they things can't branch off or anything like that. Anyway, would, you know what I say to that guy is like, you still are a fucking monkey, bro. Damn. Give him an atomic wedgie. <laughs> Send him back to where he belongs. <laughs> yeah. Dude, take him back to the stone age. I definitely concur. Yeah. It's one of those things is like, man, I know this is wrong, but I just, it's sort of those things like you just look around. It's like, everybody else is eating meat. Mm-hmm. I can't really make a difference, but it's like, that's where it starts. You can't just be like, Hey, I'll stop doing it when everybody else stops doing it. Cause then nothing is ever going to get done. Well, that's how we got here where we are now. But uh, yeah. So Danny, are we doing it? Are we going to make our pledge right now? We're going to go vegetarian. Are we going meatless? I would never go immediately meatless. The only thing I will agree with now, maybe if you're down for it, is just eating birds and not parrots <laughs> though. Uh, birds and fish. But, uh, I yeah. have. I okay. gotta eat my seafood, bro. You can't take away my seafood. I would never take that from you. But okay, so we can we can um, digitally pinky swear right now that we'll only eat stupid common birds like fucking pigeons and chickens, right? <laughs> maybe quails. You you know sometimes we'll a do. Duck. Uh, yeah, ducks, exactly. Ducks are a big deal for me. They're tasty. I like a, I like a good um, game hen. I think so. So yeah, we'll okay. So we'll uh, but the, but we'll leave the big cows alone because we know the big cows beyond farting too much and fucking ruining our atmosphere. They're pretty cuddly. 
We're talking yeah, about and, large large dogs, more or less. Yeah, and they're apparently our mothers, according to uh, Eastern religions. And every time we're eating a cow, we're eating our mother. Metaphorically, I'm sure. But uh, I actually had a steak today, so it's the perfect day to quit <laughs> to quit eating mammals for at least uh, until we get bored with it. But no, I think <laughs> I, I will if we're if we're digitally thinking swearing. That's what that's what we came from. This in honor of our boy Gonzalo, aka Gonza Cardona. Miss you, Gonza. Fucking legend, what and all these one. all these fucking turkeys not to be uh you know poultry phobic but but, but we're still uh, good to eat though yeah oh yeah we're gonna definitely eat them but everybody's talking about is oh fucking trump is oh it's the last day of trump and uh, that's all we talk about are these fucking two senile idiots that's what the world is it reminds me of like although i know we're supposed to have a rule about mentioning other podcasts but um uh the history of rome this guy mike duncan and now he does revolutions there was a part where it's just like when he was talking about Rome, where he would just talk about the emperors and like his fans were even saying is like, this is called the history of Rome, not the history of Roman emperors. And he was Damn. like, yeah, like he's, he's like, super fucked up. What a dumb podcast. Well, I mean, no, no, he's, he's <laughs> smart. And he, he actually read it and he was like, you're right. And he, he, he adjusted and fixed that. But I think that's what our history, that's what our news is now is just Trump Biden. And now it's going to be Biden. It's, that's what we look up is everything is the president they're in control of everything in the world we don't think about all these little major issues happening all over the world it's like we have a very um you know united states of american point of view and through that point of view we go through the filter of the president there's so many little battles that we're not even paying attention to that are really what's important not just this fucking senile decadent tiberius type who's who's running the goddamn the war state or who's like the middle management for the empire yeah and that's by design i would argue too so i'm reading that Michael Brooks book I was telling you about the against the web one and RIP um, RIP he's oh, up there with Cardona now he is, yeah they're definitely playing beer pong in heaven I miss yeah, those dudes God, God, uh, I hope so with a bunch of parrots but um, no. <laughs> but w- he makes a really good point in the book and basically it's that leftist ideology the idea is to unite people it's to give people the economic freedom uh, which is to say they don't need to think about economics they don't think it they don't need to think about monetary things um, to pursue things in life that make them happy or that enrich them personally. And that the cycle in life right now is just, you know, work as much as possible and then come home and you're, you only have enough energy to Netflix or play video games or something like that. And then he mentions that that's for a lot of people, the best case scenario. So in that scenario that you're talking about where we're on this treadmill of Trump, Biden, McConnell, you know, Mnuchin, whoever it happens to be at the time. Fancy Nancy's. You do call her that, and she hates it, and it's funny every yeah. time. <laughs> um, she texts me, and I'm like, I'm not stopping it. And she, exactly. You're like, you're not a queen. I hate you. Yeah, rip up all the papers you want. I'm still going to call you Fancy Nancy, and Ugh. Jenny's ice cream is not that good. I'm more of a Talenti man myself. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, If there's if you're in L.A., there's way better options anyway. But Your ice cream game is whack, Pelosi. It's fucking stupid. Nobody gives a shit about you. We can just go buy Cool House. Fuck off. But the whole the whole deal is capitalism wants to keep you on this very specific treadmill so that you you don't have time or energy to think about other things outside the United States. So that's a long way of saying I agree with you. 
uh, I think about that a lot of the times too. It's like, you know, there's a lot of things that I want to do in my free time. And then I say to myself, Marcus, you're going to do this after work. But once you get home, especially I take public transportation. Now it's a winter. I get back from, I'm just like, dude, I just want to sit back, maybe cook something, listen to something, and then just sit on my fucking tush. And at the most read a book, but a lot of the times it is watching a TV show. Yeah. And that is it, 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 just sapping up like eight hours of your day. That, that's the sub total uh, uh of your day and <laughs> yeah. then like you know two extra hours it takes a lot out of it and i think that is the point of is it's how we keep the machines running is just to be like yeah no one wants to think about this and even me when i talk to because we always think about arguing with people who have like a different ideologies than us but a lot of the times it is like it turns us like people who try to not to sound like smug or anything who are like trying to like think about things that aren't discussed in like things that aren't discussed on like typical, like the news feed of whatever Facebook Buzzfeed, the cable news programs. And when you're somebody who you agree with somebody who hates Trump, for instance, or like, Oh man, did you hear the latest thing with Trump? He's fucking blah, 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 blah. He's being stupid. And he's saying the troops. Uh, And you're just like, man, who gives a fuck about that? Like, that's lame. Like, that's not important. And you go off and they look at you like, God, you're an asshole. I thought we agree. We don't. Yeah, like exactly. Trump. I thought we hated this dude. Yeah. So it's sort of alienating to to be a person who wants to seek knowledge or like uh, about uh, read up on things that aren't discussed when someone talks about something that is discussed, that is part of the news feed. And you're just like, man, fuck off. That shit's boring. Then you kind of alienate yourself. It sort of embitters you to the masses because it's not their fault. Like, this is what they go to the same well for their news that maybe you or me or certain other people don't do. And you just want to, instead of being like, eh, that's not really my thing. It's sort of like, uh, for me, incites like an animosity that can alienate. Like, for instance, this whole capital thing, my my younger brother has like been watching MSNBC and I'm like, fucking turn that off why are yeah, you having yeah that? talk talk about like, liberalism dude yeah seriously yeah so and now he's doing it in his room and i can't be like turn it off in your room you should that'd be oh, that'd be fucking ultimate if you just busted in there and like <laughs> just whipped it out and, and you'd turn off you know he's but got I, he's I, got I, rachel maddow you turn it off you're like check this out and you throw him an al jazeera article you're talking about cows going insane if we don't eat them i call her rachel mad cow huh? <laughs> rachel's gonna hate that when i tell her <laughs> for sure no she's actually more like takatoo cockatoo think of the parrot that bitch is looking like a parrot y'all that's a three in one and right I, there <laughs> i will not edit that out even though it's very problematic you, you have to treat everybody as maybe it's a comrade to be this is somebody who maybe just needs like I mean I remember where there was a time not that long ago where I'm like yeah I'm apolitical I'm whatever because because you know I, I'm you know I'm white I'm a cis dude I can be in that position where I'm like oh, it doesn't affect me immediately like I'm not di- like cops aren't busting through my door and shooting me while I'm sleeping so I could afford to be that way people come home from work and they're just like I don't know man I just need to relax I'm not trying to be a fucking snoop I'm not really trying to. De- dive deep into like what's really going on in the world. I just, Hey, I want to keep up to date with news. So I'm going to put on MSNBC or CNN. They're not thinking about it. Like where, like we are, it's like, Oh my God, that's fucking, uh, you know, it's, it's Comcast news or it's time Warner news. Yeah. Lockheed Martin owns these guys. These guys, 
they can't deal with that too much. They they got they got lives to think. They got they bills got to pay. They, yeah, they're tired, and I I get it. They're not wrong. Yeah, and we're forcing ourselves to be depressed all the time by learning about the Cardonas <laughs> of the world and being like, damn, this dude just loved birds. He just wanted them to like thrive and not be extinct and this guy got murdered i'm sad now a lot of people just don't want to think about that and even though they're wrong <laughs> we should <laughs> be assholes about it and be like oh yeah you're you're worried about the new emperor being inaugurated tomorrow you're not worried about the people on the front lines getting murdered exactly for loving birds but they should like also do that but we have to do it a nicer way to convince them and that's the <laughs> yeah that's hopefully what we're doing here in a very gentle way one episode at a time. I think we should end uh, this episode by doing our best bird voices. Oh, that's no. We can't, we can't, oh, we can't end the episode like that. I want to end the episode like this. Oh, that's pretty good. That's okay. Uh, here's. I think we end the episode with a bunch of bird sound effects, and I think that would be with a bunch of yellow-eared parrots. Yeah, just like that to to honor our boy Gonzalo. But I want to end the episode saying that I'm going to honor our no beef accord and that I do have some some chicken wings in the oven. Chicken being a lesser stupid bird that's very abundant. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go eat them. But Marcus, do you have anything to sign off on? I will say that I am going to stand by our accord. I had a big old fat juicy steak today, so Ready it's going to be easy for me. I, I went out with a bang. Um, and I will just say, for the record... Rest in peace, Gonzalo Cardono Molina. And that everyone out there, look up look up what's going on in different countries, all right? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in a lot of different countries. This is the world, man. It's a, We're all of this together, man. And these guys are out there fighting the man while we're over here sitting back ordering Grubhub and having 45-minute tug sessions or strum sessions for the ladies out there. But yeah, let's 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 think let's think globally, all right? No jacking off no cows. Thank you. <laughs> this has been <laughs> I do not that's not an accord that I I, I I mean I mean I might cut it down, but alright man. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to Ripe for Plunder. I'm Marcus. And I'm Danny. And for the record, I will say I fuck with parrots now. I pay homage to parrots. I pay, I love those feathers now. Before I was like, Iago from Aladdin, bad news. Now I'm thinking that parrots, they gotta be in the flag, bro. Yeah. They gotta be in the flag, the new socialist world order flag. I agree. I, I hope bald eagles go extinct so that we can put a big, fun Jimmy Buffett parrots onto our flag. Amen. All right. That's a controversial statement, but that's a good way to move well. A hot take to go out on. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. 
University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.